This is On the Radar with me, your host, Radar, and as always, we're talking about local and national sports and pop culture as well. If you guys have been paying attention, Raiders defensive player Carl Nassib came out as gay the other week. As soon as that announcement came out, he's a high-selling jersey and apparel. No surprise there. The NBA's draft lottery happened, so the draft order has been announced. Detroit has the number one pick, which is good for them because they're a really bad team and they could really use the instant help. Houston was really bad this year, and they're trying to move on from James Harden, so they got the second pick. Cleveland, who's always been bad when LeBron doesn't play for them, has the third pick. Toronto had a bad year, and they have the fourth pick. Orlando has two picks. They have the fifth and the eighth because of the trade with Chicago. Oklahoma City was, didn't have a great season. They got the sixth. Golden State had the seventh pick, which they get from Minnesota. Sacramento has ninth, and New Orleans have ten. Charlotte, San Antonio, Indiana, Golden State, Washington, Oklahoma City from Boston, Memphis, Oklahoma City from other things. The Knicks, the Hawks. The Knicks got a pick from Dallas. For the, you know, Porzingis. The Lakers, Houston, and Houston got two more picks from trades they made. The Clippers, the Nuggets, the Nets, the Sixers, Utah, I mean, Phoenix, and Utah. That's the draft order. And um, Alex Caruso was arrested in Texas on a marijuana possession, which is just stupid at this point. Everybody's be smoking weed. Congratulations to Candace Dupree. She's now fourth all-time in scoring in games played. Tina Charles is eighth most in scoring. Candace Parker is 13th most in scoring. And Drew Lloyd hit the 3,000 mark. So as a local person, Drew Lloyd is to Chicago. Congratulations to her. And Diana Taurasi has 9,000 points. No other WNB player is anywhere close to that. She's just on another level. She's on the Kobe Bryant, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Carl Malone track, just scoring so many points. And in a Team USA roster, the recent additions were Drew Holiday, Bad Adebayo, and Kevin Love. And there was controversy on Kevin Love making it because he hasn't played, but the dude has played for Team USA for a year. He's a stretch five. He's really helpful because, of course, Bradley Beals had a great year. He deserves it. Devin Booker deserves it. Draymond Green is, again, like Kevin Love, been on the team for a couple years. Durant's the best player on the team. Players like Jeremy Grant, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Zach Levine, and Tatum are kind of the younger, are the newer additions to the team. And Lillard, of course, deserves it. And it's going to be cool to see both Lillard, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker as scoring guards and wings like Middleton, Tatum, Zach Levine, also guard, and Kevin Durant. And then defensively, you got Bam Adebayo, Draymond Green, and Drew Holiday. You got some good defensive players. And as always, well, as recently, it's Popovich coaching the team. Steve Kerr, he's Lloyd Pierce, formerly the Atlanta Hawks, Jay Wright of Villanova. So that's going to be a fun thing because both the United States and uh, NBA for both the WNBA, that's going to be great. That's going to be, they're going to be stacked in those teams. Spencer Diddy will announce he's going to become a free agent. That's good. Pat Foley of the Blackhawks announced that he's going to be this final season as a Chicago and a Blackhawks fan. This guy's been the voice of the Blackhawks for a year. You know, outside of Doc Emmerich, he's the one of the best hockey play-by-play guys of all time. You know, Kenny Albert's okay, but, man, Pat Foley's one of the best. Sox, Hall Carrollson left. The Bulls, you know, you know, stopped having Johnny Red Kerr and North. Norm Van Leer in the booth and TV because they passed away. So it's like the Bulls and the Sox have had new people. So it's going to be interesting who's going to be the play-by-play for the Hawks. 
Are they going to promote the radio guy or are they going to go hire somebody new? But happy trails to him. Peacock announced they're going to stream the Olympics live. That's cool. The Jeff Gordon announced he's leaving FS1 to join Hendrick Motorsports. Thaddeus Young of the Bulls won the Hustle Award. Congratulations to him. And in the three-on-three, which the WNB players are in, Stephanie Dolson of the Sky, Kelsey Plum of the Vegas, Alicia Gray and Katie Lou Samuelson of the Storm are going to be the four-player representing the United States for the three-on-three tournament in basketball. Congratulations to them. The Steelers got six-time proler David DeCastro, and instead signed guard Trey Turner. Trey Turner. That's interesting. It's changing the guard there. The NFL approved. They're going to have the alternate helmet. So, like, instead of just the one that the Bears wear, which is, say, you know, like blue, the Bears can go a different color. The Packers can go another color. That's going to be interesting. And um, the Celtics announced they've hired Emi Doka, who coached for the Nets, the Sixers, and Spurs, and was in the NBA as well. So they, they decided, you know what, we're going to go with a guy who has played in the NBA and coach because you get somebody who the who's been in the uh, system of coaching and in, in there and you get the guy who's also played but he's been a role player so he knows what it takes to do whatever it needs to win and I think players will respect that because when you you know a role player for the Spurs one of those elite run franchises that's great but then you get all the experience of coaching under Popovich coaching in Philadelphia coaching in Brooklyn so let's see how that works with Tatum Brown and and smart to see how that actually goes going forward the Pacers signed Rick Carlisle to a four-year deal if you guys have paying attention Rick Carlisle left the Mavericks he just resigned and the interesting if people didn't know this about him is that before he became a head coach he was an assistant with the Pacers for a couple of years. Then he coached Detroit for a bit. Then went over to Indiana and coached them for a couple of years before going to Dallas. Like, he was just in Indiana before he went to Dallas. So it's good he's back on this team. And the thing is, after the flop disaster firing a successful coach of Nick Millen, who has taken you to the playoffs multiple years to hire one of Nick Nurse's disciples, even though Nick Nurse paid his due and he was under Dwayne Casey. Yeah, let's just hire this dude. Nobody's ever Nick Brogdon, whatever his name is, how to pronounce it. They made a mistake there, and they see Atlanta Hawks through in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's because of Nate McMillan more than anything else. So the Pacers got themselves a coach for four years at $29 million. That's great. The Mavericks, who, you know, Rick Carlisle had resigned from, he suggested they should hire Jason Kidd. And while well, no Jason Kidd's got the domestic abuse in the past, the Mavericks got that in their organization. So you got to question how it was this quickly. They hired Jason Kidd, but at the same time, he's going to, Bring in J.J. Murray as assistant coach. Nico Harrison, who works for Nike, is going to be the GMs. And Jason Kidd's going to get another opportunity. I wasn't happy with Jason Kidd when he fought his way out of New York for more money with the Brooklyn Nets to go then to Milwaukee. But Giannis really liked him. So if Giannis is a huge fan of him, I think Luka Doncic is going to be a huge fan of him. And that's going to be cool because Dirk and Michael Finley work for them. And now Jay Barrea works for them. Pretty much the only guy I'm missing is Jason Terry, who's a college coach. That's going to be like the whole band back together. And I feel like Jason Kidd really excelled with Giannis. As Giannis growing as a player, he's definitely going to grow as a player with him and Luka Doncic working together. And that's going to be cool. Because we're going to have all these new head coaches. I mean, new head coaches and new spots. It's going to be interesting to see how Rick Carlisle does. The rebound Indiana's terrible season. 
how Jason Kidd can elevate the Mavericks and Luka Dantich. There's more in the front office getting pieces, and how the Nets can go up with Yudoka. And offensive tackle Morgan Moses, he signed with the Jets. That's good for him. David Haskell's been announced as the first NHL head coach in in, uh, in Seattle's history. And Mark Messier is announced he's joining ESPN. So that's going to be cool to have a Hall of Famer working at ESPN. It really is because Mark Messier is one of the greatest hockey players of all time. They're slowly rounding out who's going to be the analyst, play-by-play, sideline people. That's going to be cool to see. And the other coaching news is that Chauncey Billups has been hired as a head coach in Portland. Chauncey Billups has been paying his dude. He's been um, working on TV but kept trying to interview for front office positions. And he decided to become an assistant head coach. And it was and so for him, the ch- to finally get the opportunity to be a GM or head coach is going to be good. And the real question is... Is Damian Lillard going to like working with one of the most clutch point guards in NBA history? He's not a Hall of Famer, but a really, really good player who was the leading player on a championship team. So I don't know if that's going to really help Damian Lillard and the Blazers. It's more going to be, can Damian Lillard have teammates who either stay healthy or help him carry the load? That's what it's going to come out to. Unfortunately for Katavo Pope, three thieves grabbed him at gunpoint over the weekend and stole a bunch of stuff. Ben Simmons announced he's not going to be in the Olympic team for Australia. I just want to do. And Senegal announced they're not going to be in the Olympics this year due to too many COVID tests on their team. And um, NHL announced they're going to have helmets ads still, but nothing on the jersey, so don't you worry. And um, the big three announced that Jim Jackson, John Salisa, Les, and Avery Johnson are going to be the analysts, so that's going to be cool. I know Michael Rappaport, which is a little disappointing. And um, Tanya Snyder, of Dan Snyder's wife, and now she's going to be co-CEO of the Washington football team. I think he just did that to, you know, appease people with all the uh, horrible way they've been treating women in the franchise. Demarius Thomas announced that he is retired from football. And they're going to honor him a bit when the season comes. The former Bronco Texan Patriot and Jet could say he was a two-time All-Pro, first-team All-ACC in college, five-time Pro Bowler, and won a Super Bowl for him. So that's a pretty darn good career for a wide receiver. Finishing with 63 touchdowns and 9,700 yards. Not bad. Um, sad news here. Rest in peace to John Langley, the guy who created Cobbs. He passed away at 78. Rest in peace to the frontman, John Solinger, who passed away 55 from Skid Row. And rest in peace to Phil Rosenthal's father, Max Rosenthal. You know, the Phil Rosenthal created Everyone's Raymond. He was also on the show. And uh, the fact that when your father can be on the show and you're a creator of a television show, it's just sad that he passed away in 95. But, you know, he lived a full life. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to... John Gabriel passed away as well. John Gabriel was um, was known for being in Seneca Baluk and Ryan's Hope. He was an Emmy nomination in 1980. He also played the professor in the original unaired Gilligan's Island Pod and was the father of actor actress Andrea Grebel. He appeared on Broadway, produced a bunch of TV shows as well including the Charles Grodin TV show. He passed away at 90 years old. Rest in peace to him. And um, 
Also, recipes to John Ehrman, the Emmy winner who directed f- for Star Trek Roots and Mash, passed away at 85. And rest in peace to Robert Sachi, the actor and the man with the Bogarts face star, was he was 89 years old. And the weekend announced he's going to star in a pop singer called Trauma Series, The Idol, from Sam Levinson and HBO. Debbie Morgan announced she's going to be joining the drama role on Fox. Uh, sad news for fans of Disney Channel. Kyle Massey, a former Disney Charter star, was charged with felony over an explicit photo sent to a minor. Man, him and Drake Bell, man, what are they doing? Neil McDonough's going to produce a star in Dominic Scott K's debut feature, Drops of Jupiter. Um, General Hospital's Alan Cormatine passed. Uh, Stuart German dies of General Hospital, a 50 year career on stage. Rest in peace to him. Magic Johnson announced he's going to make a Negro League drama series at Apple. Which can be interesting. Serena Williams announces retirement at mid-March. Wimbledon pulls out a tournament due to injury. And for those who are fans of the TV show for life, they're going to be running it on IMB TV to see if it's good enough for them to pick it up. And that would be good because there was no ABC. Never in their, They never did any promos or trailers saying, and now the season finale or next week, season finale of For Life. They didn't do it. They just stopped showing and then Rebel came on. So I'm hoping that does well. Kelly Bishop announced she's joining season four of The Mar- Marvelous Miss Maisel. Allison Greenspan, rest in peace. She passed away 48. She was the executive producer for For Life and the Sisterhood of Traveling Pants. Rest in peace to Melanic, Melanic Shabazz, pioneer filmmaker of black British comedy cinema, excuse me, was 67. Demi Lovato is going to get a TV show on Roku. I don't know why. Rest in peace to Ray McDonald, All My Children. He was 93 years old. Mark Zumanik announced his retirement after 27 years as the voice of the 76ers. And as I mentioned earlier, the Mark Bessie is joining ESPN. Well, Chris Chelios, former Blackhawk, he's going to be joining them as well. In baseball news, Dan Atavila undergoes Tommy John surgery. And Penny Hardaway, who was in the running for the Orlando Magic job, pulls out and said he's going to hire Larry Brown as an assistant with him in Memphis. That's going to be interesting. And, um... Of course, you're going to have Linda Cohen and Emily Kaplan, you know, covering hockey because, you know, Linda Cohen's a huge Rangers fan. And uh, back in the day when I was watching ESPN highlights, that was something she did. And, of course, Emily Kaplan's one of the only reporters that actually does it. Steve Levy does Monday Night Football. He and Sean McDonough are going to call games. And Hillary Knight, former hockey player. Brian Callahan, as I mentioned before. And, um... This is going to be a bunch of people working there as well, so it's going to be good that hockey's back at ESPN. And speaking of hockey, it is the Stanley Cup Finals with Tampa Bay versus Montreal. And I'm not a huge fan of Tampa Bay. They just won it last year, so it'd be cool to see a Canadian team win it because they haven't won in a while. Gavin Sheets is the first Sox player with two hits and two RBIs on ML debut since Craig Wilson in 1998. That's interesting because the Sox just called up one of their players from the minor leagues and instantly he does something amazing. Final football news here. Saints offensive tackle Ryan Ramziak is signing a five-year, $96 million extension that includes $60 million guaranteed. And in other baseball news, Alex Manoa got a five-game suspension for showing at Mikhail Franco. Joey Lucchesi, unfortunately, as I mentioned with Dan Avzilla, he's having Tommy Johnson. DeGrom has a .56 ERA for the first 10 games in a month since, like, 1914. He's the lowest ERA ever in June, so that's awesome. Dylan Cousins, former Phillies player, announced that he's pursuing football because he played football when he was younger. It's a lot, very hard sport to play, 
but good luck in an endeavor. Wander Franco, after making his debut, getting the first player ever born in 2001. The Rockies assistant GMs John Wheeler and Zach Wilson resigned. I think they just need to restart over with the whole entire front office. Brad Peacock had signed with the Indians. The Indians have lost their top three starters, Zach, uh, Zach Plezak, Aaron Savali, and Shane Bieber, so they need somebody who's been pitched before. Pete Alonzo, Trey Mancini, they're going to be in there. So is Trevor Story in his home ballpark, going to be in the home run derby. It's going to be cool to see Pete Alonzo go back there. Trey Mancini's good, you know, with his story and Trevor Story being there. The Brewers are the first team in 925 have nine starts of six-plus innings of one hit or zero. First time since 1901. Wow. Yogi Berra has been out. He's getting one of those United States Postal Stamps. That's cool. Having 13 homers in two weeks. Kyle Schrober joined Troy Tulewiski and Barry Bonds. Congratulations to him. Yadim Molina passes Johnny Bench with eighth most catcher hits of all time with 2049. Johnny Molina is not going to have 500, 3,000, 1,500. What they're going to have to look at is who are the all-time leaders and hits RBIs and home runs and catcher, and you're going to see what he does there. Mike Soroka announces having season-ending Achilles surgery. Stinks for the Braves to lose one of their best pitchers, not even having to use him this year. Congratulations, Kevin Cash, to winning 500 games in his career with the Rays, joining only Joe Madden. Headers not Diago is the first pitcher to be suspended 10 games for foreign substance. That That is interesting because he's a former Sox player. I've talked to him before, and he was facing the White Sox. Mike Trout, unfortunately, has gone to six-day DL, so there's no timetable of when he's going to return. For the Angels, and man, the Angels, man, they're playing infielder Phil Goslin. They play Jock. They played a Rojas in the outfield. They have played Renhifo in the outfield, and he's an infielder. And they play Keon Wong. They played Gerald Walsh at the beginning of the season. They're playing Taylor Ward in the outfield. They got to call up John Jay between him, Scott Shelvin, and Juan Lagares because they got nobody else. I don't know why they haven't called up Joe Adele. That's another story. Homer Bailey has signed a minor league deal with the A's. He's one of the few starting pitchers who hadn't signed a deal with somebody like Brad Peacock. And Gregory Santos has been suspended for PEDs. And in a baseball trade, Corey Dickerson has been traded from the Marlins to the to the to the the Blue Jays with Adam Simber, the you know sidearm pitcher and stuff. What I don't understand is why Toronto would do that when between Roddy Telez, Guerrero, they don't really have enough at bats going for them at first base DH. Now with Springer back, Richard's got to get at bats. They got Luis Gurriel in left field, so I don't know why they traded him to the to the Blue Jays out of all teams. Blue Jays getting a veteran reliever, Adam Simber, is good, but they traded with Joe Panic, who actually was helpful as a utility infielder, and this minor league player. Like, I don't understand that trade. Now, Douglas Scott has announced that he is leaving Batwoman, and I'm going to get to that in a minute, but he was series regular for two seasons, but he could not foresee... Ruby Rose character, they build all of these connections to leaving the show. Henry Connick is going to be playing Daddy Warbucks in the Annie musical. John Lithgow announced he's going to be in the Dexter revival. Good Girls has been announced that it's canceled. For somebody who never watched Good Girls, because I always thought when I had a limit on what I could record and what I could review, I was like, yeah, this show should be a half hour. It looks really comical and not serious enough to be a one hour show that it should be a half hour but since it was an hour i'm like yeah i got other things i'd rather watch that's been canceled and there's no announcement of them being picked up anywhere else for those who are fans of the show i'm sorry that you lost your show red is funny i liked her from parks and rec supernatural prequel is going to be announced at the cw along with a gossip girl remake like again cw stop with all the remakes this walker texas ranger show is subpar the kung fu is subpar Nobody watches. I know nobody care about Dynasty. I don't watch Charm. 
Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum, the stars of Smallville, you know, Superman and Lex Luthor, announced they're going to make an animated Smallville show. That's going to be very cool to see. Solar Opposites, the cartoon, has been renewed for season four. Katrina Long, Gary Cole are going to be NCIS more often, and Mark Hammond is going to be scaling back. If he's going to be scaling back and he's the show, I'd probably cancel it. Now, let me get to the fact that Batwoman had a season finale. There's a lot to unpack here. So, basically, Black Mass has hired former Crow. His daughter's dead, but he took Kate Kane and had this woman change her memories to think it's her. But she still got all the abilities of fighting and skills. And they all let her in, and she they stole a bunch of stuff, like villains from Batman's Contagion. And it's still left in the air, all these Batman villain stuff that he confiscated that are just out there in the world. And they got to probably this season try to get all those before somebody gets a hold of them, that's going to be interesting, he gets power to the town, he tries making somebody into Bane, and then they finally introduce Batwing's outfit for Luke Fox, where he was tired of just, you know, he's like, when he was shot, he's like, why did I live, I just want to be standing in the sidelines, I want to do something, so, of course, his father made a suit, however many years ago before he died, and is just sitting in storage, and nobody's noticed it, and he's not, he's going to then have a an outfit, and then the fact that Ryan and Alice are working together was interesting because, you know, Alice's Wonderland killed her, her foster mom. You know, it was cool. They had a Joker flower thing. They had snake bite that they wanted to cure Kate with, so they're using, like, a drug to cure her. You know, she also, Alice, wanted to say goodbye to Ocean because, obviously, Sophia was like, you can't have your sister and your boyfriend. So, of course, killed her, kills her friend, even though it was to get back at Alice. Alice was arrested. She's in prison where she belongs. So that's a good thing. They need to move on from her. Ryan is finally full, is fully free, which is great because then she doesn't have to worry about checking in or doing this and that. She can just focus on being Batwoman. And then, no, they never really talked about, you know, Julia, Balfred's daughter, like, because the woman who can control people's minds sent her away on a vacation and made the, her lie to people if they're not going to bring her back. And that's fine. I'm just curious. And as I was talking about Douglas Scott leaving Batwoman, I'm wondering in the world, they didn't say he was taken out of prison, you know, he's transferred to another prison, He's dead. They didn't say anything, just nothing. All they, all the last thing is the crows have been disfolded, disbanded. But I'm wondering, like, aren't you going to do something about that? When are you going to say this? And then, of course, you got Kate. No matter what face she has, she and Sophie have their thing. She says she's going to be looking for Bruce because she can't forgive herself for not finding Beth. And she's giving up on Alice, which she should have done last in the season one. And that... And just they just move on, not have her in the show anymore. That's fine by me. They need to let Ryan be the full time Batwoman and no connections to anybody else really. That's why you don't have Jacob Kane anymore, you don't have Alice. That's what you need to do. And then of course Alice, who she visits in Arkham saying it's a good idea to, you know, visit, you know, her and like say, Hey up, you're because she wants to see her behind bars for real. That of course they gotta be cliffhanger. Oh, your mother didn't die in childbirth. She's alive. We don't know if that's true. We don't know if she's just trying to make it up and get in her head. But that's going to be interesting to her looking for her birth mother. All the Batman villain stuff is out on the thing. Because then we see like something from Poison Ivy's plant floating out and stuff. And that's also interesting. So my takeaways are it's like, cool. They introduced Batwing. So she's got like a somewhat semi-sidekick. Um, they're moving on from Jacob Cannon Alice, hopefully. She's having her own family connection she's got to worry about. That's where it's pretty cool. And them trying to get all the, you know, uh, weapons and things from Bat from Batman's villains. Cool to track it down and bring it back to the, the Batcave. And then what it was is that I uh, 
reviewed a new show is going to be up on the internet soon. The review, because in the summer, usually, you know, there aren't that many shows to review. And Fox, usually, it shows a multitude of game shows, like Mental Samurai. They kind of, then they had um, Beach Shazam. They had a bunch of other stuff, and they're just like, okay, this year we're actually going to show something new, because... Because of COVID, things were pushed back. Duncanville didn't debut till this year. And because Duncanville didn't debut till the end of the spring, early summer, they said, let's have an accompanying show with it. So they have Housebroken, this animated show that was made by this woman named Jennifer Crittenden and Clea Duvall and Gabrielle Allen. Gabrielle Allen. And this Clea Duvall voices the one of the animals in the show. Basically, it's a group of animals who... The main one played by Lisa Kudrow is like a therapy dog, and everybody goes there. All these pets sit around the neighborhood, talk to her about their problem. She tries to fix them, you know. So it's cool to see the pets, you know, when their parents are around them, you know, having their problems and all the other stuff. And it's like an adult version of Secret Life of Pets. But, you know, I'm not a French person, so I'm not like, oh, my God, it's Lisa Kudrow. Or the guy that voices the, the, the other dog that lives with Lisa Kudrow's dog, Chief. Like, he's stupid and like a normal dog. You know, farts, plays in the mud, all that other stuff. But I do love that Will Forte is the tortoise, who's kind of weird, but it's like Will Forte is funny. SNL, Last Man on Earth, The Great North. He's in so many quality programs, and he's just funny, so it just makes me laugh. And the fact that Tony Hale of Chuck and Arrested Development and Veep, he plays another dog, and he plays the pig. So that's interesting. They have a pig and multiple dogs in this group, a tortoise. And then they have a cat. They have two cats in there. One of them is played by Jason Manizoka, you know, from The League and from Brooklyn Nine-Nine and John Wick recently. Like, man, this is funny. All I think is like, wow, Rafi or Pimento. So he's playing, a, you know, one of these cats that live with a bunch of uh, other cats like a cat lady. And then Sam Richardson, who is in a bunch of TV shows, including Veep, he's playing with this cat. So that's interesting. And then... Uh, and then there's other people that voice characters in the show because there's like a, the parents are in there, like the owners, the goldfish. There's a hamster from school that comes over there. Brian Tyree Henry voices this coyote. And then there's been a raccoon that's been really funny. And then they have this little thing called Chachkis. I don't know what is it, a chinchilla or something where it's got a little umbrella and he's adorable. And even Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell voice a married couple of dogs. And it's just funny because this is the animation domination. So this is on nighttime when Simpson family got around so it's definitely not for kids it's definitely not it's very inappropriate not like a lot of times but they make inappropriate jokes sex jokes all these other things and it's just funny because I'm laughing a bunch but it's more because I'm laughing Will Forte's character or Jason Manizokis' character like they're really funny and the fact that Bless the Hearts was canceled after it got better I'm like yeah you know Bless the Hearts at a time it's gone that I don't know if in the fall is Fox going to go back to five and a half or are they going to continue the only four shows they've done the past couple of years and just wait till the football season is over for them to show five and a half. So because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that the Great North is going to be on in the fall with Simpsons Family Guys and Bob Berger. The question is, is Duncanville going to be on? In the fall, or is it going to be on in the spring, or is it going to be on the summer? And if they're going to continue this trend of shows in the summer, then definitely there's going to be room for Housebroken to be on, either in the spring or in the summer, because if that's what they want to do. Fox wants to compete with the major three networks in CW having summer shows, and I feel like then that would be a good thing, because they have multiple plots in there, and um, 
you know, like what these pets are doing, what these pets are doing, they bring tie it all together, and it's just interesting, I don't know, I'm really, I really like that, the, the raccoon, the raccoon is hilarious, man, I, I don't know, there's Timothy Simons, dude, but man, he's, he's funny, I like him, so there's certain characters that I really think are funny and I'm attached to, and their characters, I'm like, yeah, the creator's character, the service dog, I don't really care, don't care about the female cat, I don't really care about the, uh, the little dog, I don't really care about the pig, but man, the gray cat, the fat cat, the tortoise, and the raccoon, man, they make this make me laugh, man, that's all I really need is to watch another cartoon that can make us laugh, because Fox seems to get it right with these animated cartoons, I've had some hit or misses, but the fact that Duncanville and Lost the Hearts got renewed for second seasons, and and Great North did, it's a good stretch to have shows, animated shows last more than one season because they used to go through this trend of having only one show. Now, as the summer keeps going, you guys should be, you'll notice soon that you'll have not just television reviews, but there's going to be some album reviews up along with the usual two YouTube videos and this podcast, which is on the radar, Google, Apple, Spotify, YouTube is on the radar. You know, just check out OnTheRadarMedia.com or on the Radar Entertainment blog or follow me at Radar4428 at Twitter or on Blogger, but you'll see more. The hope is you'll see more, like, actual reporting and not op-ed soon as trying to get myself settled into living on my own but not living on my own, that sort of thing. little tricky situation with where I moved in and all this other stuff. But that's what the hope is, that you'll have more content and... um There'll be way more things for you guys to to watch or listen to or read. And um, happy trails to everybody who retired. Rest in peace, everybody who passed away. For episode number 88, I'm Radar. For On The Radar, for on the radar as always, talk about local, national sports and pop culture. I'm Radar. See you guys next time.